Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Diving, diving deep, deep, diving deep into all things Texas, both on and off the field. Here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome, welcome to Utopia. Uh, so let's get into some of the news, John, and I guess as you and I are speaking right now, I don't know if Bobby Sloak is actually in his second interview with the Atlanta Falcons, but he's scheduled to have one today, Thursday, with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so there's still four openings. We'll talk about Jim Harbaugh here shortly taking the Chargers job. But Seattle, Washington, Atlanta, Carolina, these are all teams that have requested permission to interview and have interviewed, I would guess, Bobby Slowick, at least over Zoom. Falcons with a second interview. And, um, and then there's Gerard Johnson, who uh, has the Saints, the Browns, and the Eagles all wanting to look at him for the offensive coordinator position. We'll, we'll get to Gerard Johnson in a second, John, but um, – as far as Bobby Slowick goes, any developments here over the last few days, him getting a second interview in Atlanta that has changed or altered or at least affected your opinion? I know your opinion has been you expect him to come back for a second year for a little more seasoning. I think he should. I don't think he's ready to be head coach to call his plays. And he's interviewed twice or will interview a second time with Washington and Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I see people like, oh, my God, he's meeting with Arthur Blank. Every in-person interview includes the owner. Yeah. Give me a break. People are like, oh, he's going to Atlanta. And he may go to Atlanta, but all the owners are involved in the in the Zoom interviews as well as the in-person interviews. And all those teams have a lot of guys they either have interviewed twice or have requested. You know, the key is do they want to wait till next week? Do they want to pull the trigger now? And if Bobby Sloat gets the job, good for him. He's worked hard to get it. But if he doesn't and he comes back, that would be great. For the Texans. Yeah, I, I'm just just in, in my mind, John. I mean, I've looked at plenty of lists. Atlanta's interviewing. It feels like Atlanta's interviewing every 14 candidates. Yeah. So so all you got to do is go to Atlanta's list of interview candidates to kind of cobble together a power ranking. Um, there's four openings still left. And that's my biggest question with Bobby Sloak isn't would he take a job? It's it will he get offered a job? Because Ben Johnson is still out there. I think Ben Johnson is viewed. If you're going to go for an offensive coordinator, play caller, head coach, it feels like he's further up the pecking order than Bobby Slowick, just based on experience, if nothing else. Now, maybe some team interviews Bobby Slowick and just likes his vibe better than Ben Johnson. But if we're just looking at this sort of in a vacuum based on, you, you know, subjective power rankings, it feels like Ben Johnson is generally speaking higher up the board. Bill Belichick is almost his own animal at this point. You know, he's, He's on a separate plane. Like if you're hiring Belichick, 
you're not looking through the same lens as if you're hiring Bobby Slowick. You know, you're hiring Belichick um, as a big name hire. Who are some of the other ones, John, that that you feel like uh, like at the coordinator level? Because I think Belichick, I don't know if Pete Carroll's getting a job this time around, but Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are the two like big Super Bowl winning coach names. Vrabel is still out there. Ben Johnson. Who are some of the other names that you feel like if, if, if people were just sort of putting a ranking together of head coaching candidates would be around or maybe even above Bobby Slowick? I wonder if uh, Bill Belichick, if he's insulted that the Falcons are interviewing 13 other people. Um, it seems to me if they were going to hire him, they would have done it. And there are issues there that would get in his way. There's a GM, Terry Fontenot. There's a president who was a GM, Rich McKay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the uh, line of communication to Arthur Blank or the, or the uh, power structure, because Belichick's used to having a power over every single thing in the organization. I don't think anybody's going to give it to him because looking at his offense, what he's done offensively since Nick Casario left, they've been awful. And uh, I don't uh, – I'm just guessing if he were going to get it, he would have already gotten it so he could start hiring coaches. You know, Ben Johnson has – if you talk to Ben Johnson, he's got a great running game, 2,000-yard rushers, great passing game, where Bobby Sluck will have to have a good explanation about why his running game was so bad. And yeah. he can talk about injuries up front, but he doesn't have the track record uh, passing and running that the others do. But you mentioned a vibe. It could be that Bobby Sloat gets in there and blows them away with his personality. The fact he's been on defense and offense are very, very important to an owner, I'm guessing, because there's no other candidate that's done that. Of course, he grew up with his dad, a defensive coordinator with four teams. So Bobby's got a lot to offer. I just think he needs a second season, as did D'Amico Ryans and Ben Johnson, who interviewed with the Texans last year. Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator of the of the Ravens, has done an incredible job with that defense. He doesn't have a lot of players that you go, whoa. He got two good inside linebackers. He got a corner in Humphrey. And and but he has done a tremendous job. I'd want to talk to him. I'd want to talk to Ben Johnson. Aaron Glenn's gotten a lot of interviews, the defensive coordinator for the Lions. And um, Kyle Shanahan, I don't think, has got to worry about losing a coach this year. I think Mike Vrabel's going to get one of those jobs. You know, despite having bad records the last two years, when anybody that looks at it can see the lack of talent and the injuries, firing a GM in the middle of the season last last se- in 2022. But uh, I think Vrabel's going to get a job. Pete Carroll's not getting any interviews that we know of. They said that he is trying to get interviews, but and he's the youngest. You know, Pete Carroll bounds up and down the sideline. He's got the he's 72 with the energy of a 32-year-old. So mm-hmm. I would at least interview Pete Carroll. He's won national championships at both le- both levels, at uh, as Jim Harbaugh is going to try to do. Yeah, I um, I, that's why I think John. There's only four job openings right now, and as you just said, Mike Vrabel, I think is going to get one ahead of Bobby Slowick. I think Ben Johnson's going to get Ben Johnson. I think like is, is the same ilk as Bobby Slowick. So like even within that that bucket of offensive coordinators, barring a big upset. So you not, now you're down to two jobs, and if one of them's Carolina, I wouldn't take that one if I were Bobby Slowick. No. You know, so no. so it's 
so you know, so we're starting to get down to it now with Sloak. I, I think there's just as good a chance he doesn't get offered a job as there is that he kind of pulls his name out of the hat or pulls his name out of the his hat out of the ring, so to speak. Um, but um, so that's Slowick. Gerard Johnson, John, we, we've talked about Cleveland, where he's interviewed for the OC job. He wouldn't get to call plays there. New Orleans, where he would be uh, the coordinator for an offense, quarterbacked by coach killer Derek Carr and Dennis Allen, who is the head coach, whose coaching career might get killed by Derek Carr. The Philadelphia one is interesting. That just came up in the last 24 hours. I don't know how much of the press conference that you saw with Sirianni, Nick Sirianni, the coach there, and, and Howie Roseman, the GM in Philadelphia. That's another one, John. That's almost like the Dennis Allen thing to me. I don't know that I would be hitching my wagon to Nick Sirianni's star right now. The thing is, if say Slowick leaves, would Gerard be the offensive quarter and the play caller, coordinator and the play caller? Remember, he's only been a full-time quarterback coach one year. He, he, he was an assistant coach in quality control. He had the Bill Walsh uh, fellowship. And so that got him into the business with the 49ers in 17, where he met D'Amico and Slowick and Kyle Shanahan. And uh, I don't know that Gerard's ready. He may be. And uh, so if he stays here and Bobby Slowick leaves next year, then he might be more inclined to be elevated. And maybe D'Amico loves him, thinks he's worth He's he could handle that role right now, and if say both of them were to leave, I'd call 49ers Clint Kubiak and I'd say, Hey, Clint, you want to come back home? And uh, but there'd be a lot of options. Think about Ben Johnson when he interviewed with the McNairs and Casario last year, they said he was outstanding mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have hired him because they wanted D'Amico. But he he said, I need another year, and he went back and I think is pretty wise. And uh, because he's from North Carolina, they just think he's going to go there. But, you know, he would he work for David Tepper? Would Mike Vrabel, who has a strong personality, work for David Tepper? I, I think it's more like a guy like Pete Carroll would be a great guy for David Tepper because he's not going to get another job. And uh, but uh, that to me, that's the mystery. Who wants to work? For David Tepper, a young, hungry coordinator who's worried he's not going to get another chance or a guy who's been in the league forever and uh, says, hey, it's my last rodeo. Why not the Panthers? Boy, what a nightmare, though. Like if you're Bryce Young, you know what I mean? If they bring in they bring in and Pete Carroll's a good coach, obviously, but you're bringing in Pete Carroll who brings in who knows who to be your offensive coordinator. You know, like if. Like Ben Johnson signing up to go to Carolina would be the greatest thing that ever happened to Bryce Young, the <laughs> offensive head coach. Yes. Who, as you mentioned architected a really good offense for the Detroit Lions. You bring in retread Pete Carroll, which is what he would be at this point in his career. He's far removed from having great success in the NFL. He did a decent job in Seattle the last few years considering, um, oh, okay, here we go. We'll just look, look down below. We got some breaking news. All right, we don't need to worry about this Panthers job. Former Buccaneers offensive coordinator Dave Canales hired as Panthers head coach just as we speak here on the Utopia Football Podcast. So, John, there's your answer. Canales, not a huge name in this job cycle here. Did a good job with Baker Mayfield this year. And that that Tampa Bay offense, we saw it firsthand here at NRG Stadium, did a great job of moving the ball in that game for sure. Um, He is, I think... (laughs) maybe fits the description you just gave 30 seconds ago, an offensive coordinator who feels like I might not get another bite at the apple here. I got to go take this Carolina money and see what can happen with Bryce Young. What do you think of that hire? 
Canales, I don't know when he was in Seattle all those years if he was a coordinator and then the Bucks gave him his first chance. He did a tremendous job. I'm always worried that if you are if you hire a guy that's only been in his position one year, but he got to call plays. I'm assuming he'll call plays there. And I based on the work he did in Seattle, he worked with Russell Wilson for years. He worked with uh, Geno Smith. And everybody loves his personality, and he got the best out of Baker Mayfield. So I think it could be great for Bryce Young, great for him. But, man, you got a first-time head coach who's only been a coordinator one year. You think David Tepper's not going to be trying to influence him and tell him what to do every now yeah. and then? So, But, hey, it's great. It should be great for Bryce Young. And you know they were going after an offensive guy. Yeah, that's about as good as Bryce Young could expect to do, I think. You know, yes. a hot coordinator name who's had recent success. Uh, recent success, John, rehabilitating the career of a former number one overall pick. An undersized former number one overall pick in Baker Mayfield. He's doing the same thing now with an even more undersized one and more yeah. recent number one overall pick in Bryce Young. And with Geno Smith. And Geno Smith as well, yeah. So this is uh, – he's good with the reclamation projects. That's uh, probably – and probably about as good as Carolina could expect to do, I would imagine, right? I, I mean, agree. that's not a retread. It's got a little pizzazz to it, so there you go. All right, so – so now we're down to three. You know, now we're down to Washington, Atlanta, and Seattle as the three open.